Hey folks, thanks again for tuning in to the 4 Comic Junkies podcast. Um, you know, this is uh this has been so much fun over the past uh almost a year now. Oh my gosh. Um <laughs> uh it'll be a year in October. This is June now. Um it's it's been so much fun to do these episodes uh to, you know, get some responses. Um go ahead, you know, if you're on you know, iTunes or um, Spotify, please subscribe, uh, write a review. It helps to gain some, um, you know, some uh, traction, I guess, uh, get get the word out. Um, today's episode is very near and dear to my heart. Um, features uh, three of my very good friends. We're talking Batman Forever. It's it's so much fun. <laughs> we we had an absolute blast recording this episode. I do let out a swear. Uh, I I say the f word, which I was going to try to edit, but um, unfortunately with COVID nineteen and not being able to be in the studio and not having all the technology at my fingertips, I I wasn't able to edit it. And I was like, you know what? It's fine. You know, it's my podcast. You know, so if there's any children out there, please tell them it's PG-13. Um, you get one F-word in a PG-13. <laughs> uh, but thank you so much for um, for listening in. Uh, your feedback is always appreciated. Uh, you can reach us, or me, I should say. Uh, we're on Facebook, 4ComicJunkies. Uh, Twitter, at 4ComicJunkies. And Instagram, at 4ComicJunkies. If you want to be in an episode or have suggestions for an episode... Uh, you can email me at um, fourcomicjunkies at gmail dot com. Um, you know, it's this is this is a great one. I'm I'm very excited. Uh, I should do this more often. These uh, these personalized intros. You know, get the word out a little bit, a little bit more. Um, but this episode, like I said, is is so much fun. You know, it's just it's the. It's the four of us, well, Jim virtually, you know, COVID and everything, uh, watching the movie and laughing and uh, just just having a great time. And there's a lot of ribbing at my expense, which seems to happen more often than not. I guess I'm an easy target. I don't know. But it's it's all in good fun. I had, I, you know, I, I love these people. It was so much fun. Um, so like I said, subscribe, uh, like, write a review, you know, whatever. Um I hope you enjoy this one. It was it was a fun one. I apologize for all the background noise. Again, you know we're we're limited with what we can do, uh, what what I can do, I should say, and I don't want to ask anybody to do this for me because this is mine and I can't pay anybody. But anyway, we're gonna get right into the episode. Um, you guys enjoy it, and let us know what you think. You know what what we really need though is. Is is there really is like some music to fade into? Yeah. We don't have that. Uh-huh. But... Uh-huh. We need that song. The song. Oh, that we song. should put we gotta We should have had in, that song. In post wow. we will so. we will add that. So we'll protect Jesse just sing it. We'll just sing it. Eh? Just sing it. <laughs> <laughs> There's <laughs> So if anyone's still listening after that, <laughs> this is uh, another this is edition. This is another edition of Anniversary Month. Um, we are talking Batman Forever, which is wait for it because we all are gonna groan here in a second. 
25 years old. You shut your mouth. <laughs> oh, it's, That's rude. That is... Uh, How dare you. Oh, it's something else. Um, hey, thanks for that. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've aged well. <laughs> um, so today, joining me uh, is the most guests I've ever had on an episode, so I'm excited. Um, we and have, the best. It, well... <laughs> it's we like have, an all-star it's true all-star podcast. it's true it's true hey just like the movie all-star yeah exactly yeah love it so we have uh jesse james returning um hello uh adele crotty joining us again hi and uh first time guest jim morton um jim thank you so much for joining us today absolutely i appreciate you guys having me yeah and you know it's funny because in I I realized that you know I've said this in other episodes. There's so many like anniversary or uh, I'll rephrase that. So many milestone movies this year. You know we have you know, the Empire Strikes Back is 40 years old. Back to the Future is 35, and Batman Forever is 25. And in talking to some of my friends, I was a little surprised how many people said that of the original Batman movies or even Batman movies in general, Batman Forever is their favorite. And I was like, okay, well, let's get y'all on here and let's let's talk about this. Even before we were recording, I had a friend text me and said, you know, hey, what are you doing tonight? And I said, oh, I'm, we're doing a podcast about Batman Forever. And she's like, that's my favorite one. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. See? So. There's definitely a lot to love in this film. You know, um, the first thing I'll say about this movie, um, Adele and I talked about this before, is... Uh, of the original four Batman movies, it is literally the first time that Bruce Wayne actually has an arc in the movie, which is uh, literally like it, it, he hadn't had one in the other movies. He just sort of exists in those yeah. movies. It was like, here's Batman, and then he yeah. does Batman stuff. Right. I but in first... this one, he actually, you you see some of his past, and you see what made him become Batman, and that hadn't happened yet. Yeah, exactly. Which is which is really interesting when you think about it. Um, so we'll uh, so we'll start. We'll go around here. We'll start. We'll start with you, Jim. Uh, what makes this your favorite Batman movie? Oh man, let's start with a loaded question. <laughs> That's just an easy one. <laughs> that was one of the easy. And ones. now Jim's gonna talk for an hour. <laughs> So, for, first off, when Batman Forever came out, I was already a big Jim Carrey fan. Um, of course. So there's that. Um, and of all the Batman villains, the Riddler was my absolute favorite. Um, so the, the two of that combined was like, yep, I'm in. Um, and then it was interesting because Tommy Lee Jones I never saw as a villain Mm-hmm. So I was super intrigued to see how that was going to play out. And I got to say, he, he nailed it. Um, he's really stepped up to the plate when it came to matching Jim Carrey's craziness as a villain. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Val Kilmer as well. Val Kilmer is probably one of the most underrated actors ever, in my opinion. I, I would agree uh, with that, yeah. So the trifecta there was... And then, you know, friggin'... Uh, Nicole Kidman was just, you know, an added bonus. <laughs> yes, of course. She's a babe. Um, <laughs> so that right there uh, was what draw what was what drew me to the film. Mm-hmm. Um, in watching it, the portrayal, uh, Val Kilmer's portrayal of Batman 
good. Not the best, but good. Mm -hmm. However, his portrayal of Bruce Wayne was spot on. Yes. Um, I think he was a bit, he is and always will be the best Bruce Wayne of, of anybody. Um, okay. Jim Carrey was, he, he, he matched the, the, the craziness of the Riddler from the original Batman TV series. Yes. He, he, he kept true to that, which I really appreciated. Um, yeah, so that, that's really why right there is, is why I, and yeah, oh yeah, and they, they kept it family, which was what, uh, the original two Batman films, because this was a different director. This was Joel Schumacher that, that came in, um, after, uh, the original director quit making the films. Right. Um, and he kept true to the family-friendly versions, um, as opposed to what Chris Nolan did. He kind of brought it down to, you know, the darker side of things. Right. Um, and when this came out, I was a kid, so. So it's like, you're allowed to go see this Batman movie versus the other Batman movies. <laughs> right. Um, by the way, that's fireworks going off because... Because why not? Because, because why not? Because it's eerie. Day. <laughs> <laughs> As of this recording, it's June 7th, but, you know, we're still fireworking it up. For, it's pre-4th of July. I guess. At this point. <laughs> um, that, you know, that's, um, that's really interesting. So, w did you become a Batman fan because of the Adam West show, or were you just, or was it the anime series? What, what drew you to Batman in general? Man, um, actually... What drew me to Batman was uh, when, when I was a kid. It was it was cartoons. Mm -hmm. um, I never really got into comic books. Um, I actually didn't even pay attention to what what the comic book lore was of Batman until after I saw the films. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, pretty much it was the cartoon series that really drew me to Batman initially, um, and then once I was able to see. Uh, the films. And Batman Forever was the first film I saw in the theater. First Batman film I saw in the theater. Mm -hmm. um, so it kind of blew up. It was like, oh my! Like I was hooked after that. I watched like all the ones before that, and um, yeah. So that's pretty much it right there. Gotcha. Um, Adele, let's let's go to you. Your where? What drew you to Batman Forever? Um. I mean, at, at the age of 13, when this movie came out 25 years ago, um, I was not, it, I certainly wasn't into superhero movies. I didn't, you know, follow any of that stuff really. But my dad was a big comic book fan and he collected a lot of comic books and he would give them to my cousins for Christmas because I just... I I don't know. I wasn't interested. I don't sure. know. I mean, I was a 13-year-old girl. What do you want from me? <laughs> so I remember him being really interested in taking me to see this particular movie. And after seeing it, I was like, how come I've never heard of this Batman before? What is this? This is fascinating. And I, and I loved it. And I loved the movie. I loved Jim Carrey. I loved Tommy Lee Jones. I loved Val Kilmer. Oh, my God. I, and, of course, Chris O'Donnell. I mean, oh, my God, Chris O'Donnell. Like, By the way, just... he, looks, he looks exactly the same now. <laughs> he does on look NCIS exactly LA. the same. He looks exactly the same. He hasn't aged at he all. He hasn't aged a day. <laughs> no. He, it just, I thought it was such uh, an intriguing movie. It was entertaining. 
uh, it told the backstory of, you know, what prompted Batman to become Batman. So I, I had no idea that there were previous Batman movies because mm-hmm. to me, it seemed like the beginning. Right. Um, and it just, uh, I just loved it. I loved everything about it. Awesome. I mean, now I don't love everything about it. <laughs> there are things I don't love about it now. Well, you know, it's... After, <laughs> after now, all this time. There's, there's but, some... There's, you know, I mean... We'll it's... talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it is 100% my favorite of the Batman movies. And, and it definitely always will be. The arc of not only the villains, but Batman, like you yes. said. Like, it's the first time he, he really has character development. And... And the villains do as well. Now, the villains had character development in the past movies, uh, but he didn't. And right. so that, I mean, I think it's it's a very well-scripted movie um, mm-hmm. in terms of Batman and the villains. Very good. And, uh, and Jesse? <clears throat> so I, when I was young, you know, I really loved Batman and Batman Returns. Some of, some of like, my earliest memories is the 89 Batman film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was too young when those were released to, like, know what was going on with movies when they came out. But it, when this one came out in 95, I was seven. Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw it in the theaters with my family. And it everything about it just really imprinted onto me. I loved... The aesthetic, the set design, the graphics, the coloring. Like, it was all so vivid. Like, for a kid, you just eat that up. Yeah, you latch on to that very, very much, yeah. Yeah, and I guess I just did the same with the characters and the actors because I I thought Robin was, like, the coolest kid ever. He had an earring. He was an acrobat. He rode a motorcycle. (laughs) He got to kiss that girl that he saved. (laughs) Uh, but then I Every also, boy's dream. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Doesn't Batman always kiss the girls? Exactly. And I really uh, fell in love with Two-Face as well. I, I don't know why. I think he had this crazy outfit. Like, from then on, like Two-Face was always my, my favorite Batman villain. Mm-hmm. So, I think it... I mean, I, I do love the Nolan Batman films, and I think I do think The Dark Knight is the best... Batman film, mm-hmm. but this one just hit me at such an impressionable age that I it has a very special place in my heart. I I hundred percent agree. We, so uh, what what drew me to this film? Um, I I kind of have a a little bit longer of a story um, than everybody else. I'll try and keep it as brief as possible. Um, oh, come on. God, JJ, what is this, your show? I have literally not talked yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, but anyway, so I, you know, I grew up just, you know, like a huge Batman fan. Anything Batman, I gobbled up. Um, you know, a huge fan of the anime series, blah, blah, blah. You know, I mean, I've said this thousands of times throughout, you know, 40-some episodes of this podcast. Um, even the episodes we don't talk about Batman, you know, there's Buffy episodes where I'm like, well, I got into Batman, but anyway, um, but anyway, so I remember first hearing about this movie because this was, you know, 1995 back in the day when, you know, there weren't, there weren't like online stuff you'd see like, oh, they're making a new Batman movie, you know, oh, Val Kilmer's going to play Batman, you know, that just, that wasn't around back then. I remember my first exposure to the movie being, when my family and I were on vacation in Washington, D.C., 
and there was a poster you know that iconic poster with all five of the characters in the Batmobile and um and I was just staring at it like we were in we were you know waiting to get on the subway and I was so excited like oh my god there's a new Batman movie coming out and you know and that was just like we got to go see that and uh and then you know that summer obviously uh when the movie came out I remember going to the movie theater and this was in the, when the movie theater was in the mall yes you know? oh my god so, I missed that yeah it, that was the best that was uh so yeah what they have two screens they I think mm-hmm. they had, no I think they had four four yeah I think it was four um I remember seeing uh Jurassic Park there I remember seeing Toy Story there. Well, Toy Story was after Batman, but, but anyway. Um, but I remember, like, we parked the car that Saturday afternoon, and I just, like, ran out of the car. So <laughs> excited to go to the movie, and my dad having to yell at me and be like, you know, just hold on. The movie's the movie's going to be there. Just relax for a second. I can hear your dad. Such a dad. <laughs> say that. Um, but, yeah, and and just being instantly hooked on everything about it, you know, just being so madly in love with Batman and his whole world. And I even remember that Halloween dressing up as Batman, of course. And I think that's when the movie came out on VHS. So I remember buying my parents taking me to I think it was Toys R Us even to buy the movie and watching it after we went trick or treating and just being like super nerded out dressed as Batman, watching Batman forever. Yeah. Um I went as Two Face that Halloween. Did you? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. You know, and then it was a few couple years ago. You know, Jesse was Two Face again. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. That was like and the best costume I've ever seen. And I was the Riddler, so that was that was a lot of fun. Um, Jim was the Riddler. Jim was the Riddler this past Halloween. Because um, I remember, was. I remember going up to you and being like, like, hey, nice costume, and you were like, dude, I fucking love Batman. You know, pardon my language. <laughs> I just See? broke my I broke my own rule. I told rule. him. I told him, and you were like. <laughs> It's my podcast. I don't need a reminder, <laughs> but you did. I I apologize. You like, still didn't even listen. I got excited. Anyway, <laughs> we can fix it in post. <laughs> <laughs> but you won't. There's there's editing features we can use. Yes, I'll just have instead of me saying the f word, it'll be Val Kilmer going, Harvey, I'm Batman. Yes, do that. <laughs> which nobody around him heard, which always makes me laugh now yes. as an adult. As an adult. Um, but again, how about that circus scene, though? It, you know, we we do have the movie going on in the background here, and that's that's where we're at. This uh, Two Face breaking into the circus, and uh, it's it's interesting seeing this movie and thinking of it as a uh, you know, you know, like you were saying earlier, Jim, about it not being a um, you know not really being like the other Batman movies. Um, right. It, it was sort of. In a way, it was a reboot before reboots were a thing. Before even Batman Begins kind of invented the idea of a reboot, you know? Right. Um, because it, it looks totally different. Uh, the bat suit looks somewhat similar to what um, Michael Keaton was wearing. Yeah, and some of the cast is the same. Like yeah. Alfred, like Alfred. Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it, and you, there's there's a reference to Catwoman. Yeah, exactly. So it's, so it's sort of a loose... So it's a sequel, but it was sort of a loose sequel. Because I think Burton was still a producer. He was he was somewhat involved because he's credited as a producer, but I don't think he did that much on the movie. Um, But uh, so it's but it's interesting to to watch it and think of it as a, you know, this was almost you know like Adele was saying, you learn so much about Bruce Wayne becoming Batman 
that it it does act as its own start of its own franchise versus being part three of a larger narrative. Um, I did love that they kept the death of his parents like almost shot for shot the same. Yes. Yes. They don't show the guy, but he's dressed exactly the same. He has the same hair. Yes. And you get to see like more of how that impacts him as an adult. Yes. And as Bruce or as Batman. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I really liked that um consistency. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um what what do you what do you think Jim about the uh the no, flashback I, scenes? I completely agree with everything you just you just said. I, I love the fact that they kept it the same. Um they didn't show the guy's face. Um they, I, I, you guys were talking about how how the film looked. Um, I think Jesse was talking about it. Um, it, it. I like how instead of it being dark, uh, like dark everything, dark colors, um, like in Batman Returns, how it was just it was just nothing but darkness everywhere. Um, it's very black and white. Very black and white. Yeah, very black and white. Uh, this had so much color. He tried to. I think he tried to, to bring almost like try to bring the comic book to life. Yes. Um, made it look very comic bookish. Um, the only time I had ever seen that before was in, the, I don't know if you've, if you've seen the movie Dick Tracy. Yes. Oh, yeah. A long time ago, yeah. 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 Um, they did the same thing. You know, they had just, just vibrant colors that were very comic booky. Um, well, and, and I also, love the Jim, fact that they did that I, with, this, with this movie. Yeah. I think part of the reason they did that, let's be honest, was to push the toy line, which was a huge... Yeah, you know, sure. A huge reason these movies kept going. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, it, it worked. I bought like all those toys. Of course you did. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, it, I, I that was look prob- at how high his pants are. <laughs> 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 Sorry, that was probably like in their heads. Like, how do we make it more kid friendly and vibrant? And it certainly is. I mean, you talked earlier about the glow stick scene, like oh, yeah. when Robin is fighting. The you gang. know the the gang the and they're paint. like oh, yeah. the, the glow the paint. It's paint. so yeah. it's so visually intriguing to watch. And as a kid, I was like, "You're like whoa!" Yeah. But even these scenes in Wayne Manor do feel it feels brighter. Like the daytime yeah. feels brighter. It feels less oppressed. Yeah. Well, and there's also some wide establishing shots that are computer generated of the city. Yes. And I, I notice it now, but as a kid, I never thought it. I think I, I knew um, the big statue was, like, not real. Yeah. But. I always thought the Statue of Liberty was a little weird. <laughs> when I was a kid, I was like, why is it a Statue of Liberty? <laughs> yeah. I think as a kid, I'm like, oh, well, it's. I knew that it was, like, a comic book version of New York City. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's. Yeah, it's cool. It's, it's interesting with this movie. I. I think it gets, what I don't think I know, it gets very unfairly lumped in with uh, Batman and Robin, which is a far inferior film compared to this. Just just in terms of it being a film, it's just not a very good movie compared to this, this film, which I think is actually, tells a really great story. Um, you know, you, you see the parallels with Dick Grayson and Bruce Wayne, you know, you see the the duality, you know, with Two-Face, obviously. Uh, it's very literal, um, almost too much. But, you know, I mean, that's, you know, it, yeah. it was the choice that they made. 
and of course the the Riddler being just like Enigma just being utterly obsessed. He has a great like fall. It's yeah. so good. His, it's so dramatic and so epic. His his obsession with Bruce Wayne is really intriguing and and, and compelling. What yes. it is. Like and you believe him. And what uh, And you feel sorry for him. Well, like you, do. you don't I, want him don't to really. win, but <laughs> you feel bad for him. You're not rooting for him. Sure. You're not like, oh, I hope he wins. However, you feel bad for him. You feel bad for him at the part where he he tells his his idea for his invention to Bruce, and Bruce kind of brushes him off. Yeah. yeah. And he's like so destroyed. My favorite by scene that. of the whole movie. Was yes. Right there, where you can everything see after that. So and he was like, I'm good, I'm good, this is going to be awesome, we're going to be partners, and then just the extreme letdown, you could see the yeah. change in his eyes, Yeah, yes. that he went from, I'm yes. good, to, you're dead to me. Yeah. Yeah, Jim Carrey performs that scene oh, perfectly. he's just so good, he's but so good. What really, you know, it's interesting, I, I, you know, watched behind the scenes of this movie, and the, the screenwriter, Akiva Goldsman, he was saying that it was a deliberate choice to have the love interest be a psychologist, because she, you know, like, first of all, she's obviously a very attractive woman, but she also is... But she challenges him. She put, Yeah, she pushes his narrative forward when he kind of is, you know, right at the beginning, he's like, oh, I'm coming to you because this guy left, uh, you know, love notes on my desk at work and at my home. And, and then she kind of looks at him and goes, you've got some stuff going on in your brain, too. Um, like, I never really got it when I was a kid. But as I got older and I, you know, learned what, like, Rorschach paintings were, it's yeah. like, it's like, oh, like, he's like, oh, you got a thing for bats. And she's like, no, 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 I think you have the thing for bats. Um, and it's, and it's really interesting, like, her story from falling, like, just, you know, I'll, you know, break my rules slightly again. She's horny AF for Batman <laughs> throughout <laughs> I mean, how can you not be? <laughs> I mean, he's got the he's got the nipples and <laughs> he's got the. That's what women look for: nipples. <laughs> so as long as you've got nipples and a Batman symbol. I will say, I I remember watching. Uh, I think it was the Oprah Winfrey talk show as a kid mm-hmm. for Batman and Robin, and George Clooney and Chris O'Donnell were on, and they're talking up the film. And uh, they're talking about the bat suits, and Chris O'Donnell's like, "Yeah, and George is mad because you know my suit has a bigger cog piece." And you could see George Clooney's face immediately get like so upset. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> "That's funny." Um, they they weren't afraid of the sex appeal. Yeah, it, which is a little strange considering how like Jim talking earlier about it being family friendly and. The film Which is why the movie failed. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's you know, so Batman Forever does have a little bit of it, but not nearly as bad as Batman and Robin. But but like I said, it gets unfairly lumped in with those movies. Um, when I've always said, when you watch Batman Forever, the the scenes where they're in costume are very, very uh, campy and overdone, uh, very deliberately, obviously, but. Um, the the scenes where they're out of costume, I put them on par with the Nolan movies. It's very well done. The acting is excellent. It is. It's, it's, it's really, acting, the writing really is perfect. Good. When Alfred I mean, is sick, and it's actually really touching. It is. Um, but uh, but in this movie, I think one of my favorite scenes is uh, this one. No, well, no, when um, when 
No, when, when when Robin's doing the laundry. Oh, <laughs> we gotta talk about that. Really. Well, stop yeah, it. Just okay. stop. When we get to that scene, we're all gonna just be quiet and respectful and let me watch it. Nunchucks with, with the socks. Oh God, that scene. How many of us watched this movie and then immediately went downstairs to do laundry and tried it? <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't do laundry at age seven. Or Maybe 17. you should have. Or, you know, 30. <laughs> or, yeah. No. <laughs> no, but, um, no, my, one of my favorite scenes in the film is, uh, is when Dick, it's, it's after Dick fights the, the neon gang and he comes to, and they go back to the Batcave and, that and is he, a good scene. he and Bruce are talking and Bruce and Dick's just like, you know, I, I need your help. I want to find He Harvey. doesn't say I need your help. He's like, I'm your partner yes, now. That's yeah. how it is. We're and, doing this. And Bruce says no. No. And he's like. How are you going to stop me? And he's like, I can stop you. Yeah. Well, the well, not only that, but when he says, you know, like, when we find Two-Face, I'm going to kill him. And then Bruce tries to... And then to, what? Yeah, Bruce tries to break it down for him, like, well, here's what happens. You go out into the night to find another yeah. face, and another, and another, and... Revenge will consume you. Yeah, and it's really... And you kind of realize that Bruce is telling him, like, this is me. You don't want to become me. Um... And it's it's a very powerful scene, and now that I'm saying it, it actually reminds me it, it it's very deliberately done in the Crisis on Infinite Earths episode with Kevin Conroy playing the live action Bruce Wayne. He says the same thing to Kate Kane. He's like, you yeah. know, you'll see, and it goes too far. It, you'll go you'll go too far, just like I went too far. Uh, Jim, do, do you watch any of those the CW DC shows? Unfortunately, no, I haven't. Oh, so I'm the only one. <laughs> well, Jesse, Jesse watches it because I watch it, and I have it on, and he's just like, I guess this is what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, I got the nuts and bolts of it. <laughs> but anyway, um, oh, that's such a good episode. But anyway, uh, getting back to this movie, you know, another thing that I think that this movie does better than uh, the previous Batman movies is the action scenes. Uh, like I said, they're very over the top and campy but um but not but not in but i don't mean that in a bad way you know the the other films had some okay action scenes this film wasn't afraid you know like we're watching this car chase here you know they have this car chase they have batman beating the crap out of the thugs you know it is my favorite batmobile oh really with the blue lights oh yeah it's i wholeheartedly agree it's a good one and when it climb, when it rides oh, up the side I of the building, I love that. I love it. I love it. Although I will say, Batman Returns when he when it becomes the Bat Missile, yes. I think is a better scene. I love it. Like that it's scene. just yeah. so good. Yeah, but this this is pretty good too. It's good. Well, it's it, definitely good. It's it's interesting that there was so apparently there was so much behind the scenes drama. Like apparently Val Kilmer was difficult to work with. Um, and I know there was some tension between yeah. Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee. Yeah, Tommy Lee Jones apparently hated Jim Carrey's Jim Carrey's guts. <laughs> um, I don't know about Val Kilmer. Um, yeah, I, I read about that because I, I guess he, they didn't really he and Joel Schumacher didn't really get along. So when it came time to do part two or their part two, um, he was like, he was like, well, I'm filming another movie, and they're like, well, screw it, we'll just recast, and that's when they ended up going with. Uh, George Clooney, or as I like to refer refer to him as real life Bruce Wayne, because if anybody if anybody looks like Bruce Wayne out of any of these guys, it's it's George Clooney. I agree. So, <laughs> um, I know Jim. With that outfit. I, I, know, I know Jim. You said he's your Val Kilmer's your favorite 
Bruce Wayne. Well, okay, if you go by looks alone, sure, uh, you know, yeah. I could go with that. But you know, Val Kilmer, when he's especially when uh, they introduce Edward Dingman into the story, mm-hmm. um, and he's up there, you know, with the glasses, and he just he's looking very, very rich. Yes, because he, he just holds that persona, you know, the, like like a rich man would. It's, um, it, that, that's kind of why I felt like he was a better Bruce Wayne. But I'm not going to argue the fact that he, as far as like his appearance. facial looks and you know how he, you know how he did that part, it was very good. He did a very good Bruce Wayne. Yeah. He just was absolutely atrocious as Batman. Well, it's because it was the exact same thing, you know. At least Val Kilmer, like, you know, made an effort to have Batman be slightly different. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but but you know but that's a good point uh, with Val Kilmer versus Michael Keaton who played Bruce Wayne as kind of a recluse, um, yes. who it, it would be almost 100% obvious that Bruce Wayne is Batman because he yeah. just lives, like, way far out of town. Nobody really knows anything about him. Whereas Val Kilmer, he's always in the spotlight, you know, and that's shown, obviously, through Enigma's uh, cubicle in the beginning of the movie. He's got all those pictures of him, you know, like, he, like, Val's Bruce really embraces kind of the... The playboy lifestyle, or the, yeah. the well, what the I think rich is guy, famous is guy lifestyle. He, he had his character. The writing has more opportunities for him to be in public, but there are still those scenes where he's, you know, looking at the picture of his parents. Mm-hmm. You know, I still see him as the introvert in oh these yeah films, yes yes, but, but he's good at pretending. Yeah, you yeah, know? and I think I think Val Kilmer does a better job at pretend doing the pretending thing whereas i mean but i don't think michael keaton had a lot of opportunities i don't think he did either he's not he's not in those movies it wasn't written that way it it wasn't written that way i mean part one there's the scene where he has the the gambling night at his mansion yeah and he's written to be kind of in your face and a little bit obnoxious and that's okay it's he's funny it's okay he's funny val kimmer isn't funny he's He's holding things back. You can tell he's like oh, holding yeah, things exactly. back, and I he like has a that. Lot going on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. My one of my favorite lines in the entire movie, and speaking to Jesse's, you know, introvert bit, is when he you know, he sees the picture of his parents and he has the flashback, and he says, "I killed them," and Alfred's like, "What did you say?" And he says, "You know, Two Face. He killed that boy's parents." And he says, "No, you said I killed them," yeah. and I I'm getting chills thinking about it because it's such a Batman line. You know, yeah. that just... He feels responsible for his own parents' death. He, he feels responsible for his own parents' and death. And then... And, 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 and Dick's parents. parents. Oh. And it's... Uh, and it's so interesting, you know, seeing Dick's arc throughout the film that he's obviously older than Bruce when, when Bruce's parents were killed, but he grew up in an, er- in an era where Batman exists, and now he knows who Batman is, and he's like, like you said, Jesse, like, no, you're... We're partners. I'm doing this. Like, this is happening. Yeah. And even Alfred's just kind of like, yeah, he's going to do it. I like, mean, I did spend all this time making him a nice suit. So. <laughs> Alfred, Alfred, like, not for a second I is like, yeah, you really Alfred. shouldn't do this. It's yeah. dangerous. I love yeah. Alfred. He's amazing. Um, and I'm, you know, and I'm, uh, I, I'm a huge fan of, um, I, I, I've never, I've never been disappointed with an Alfred portrayal. Um, I thought that Michael Goff really had the, the butler slash, you know, throwing out the paternal advice down pat throughout all four movies. Um, you know, like Jesse was saying about Batman and Robin, he's definitely the... Um, Enabler? He, well, well, no. <laughs> well, not only that, but uh, he... Uh, 
there, there's great moments when uh, oh, in, in Batman, Batman and Robin, Robin you know, yeah, when, yeah, when yeah. he's dying and you see how much it affects the rest of the family. Um, and we as an audience um, are, are sad with them because it's like we're watching this guy be their, all their father and their best friend. And, um, and in this film, you know, he really just looks at Bruce, you know, very much like a son and he takes Dick in as the same way as yeah as yeah. another son and he says you know and i love the you know the, and he has those little funny moments you know it's like you know oh is the young master leaving you know i'll throw this away perhaps the dogs are hungry you know yeah. just that gourmet burger with that onion ring with milk <laughs> in a wine glass it looked d- delicious <laughs> perfectly crisped onion ring it yeah so good. oh I'm man fantastic um but yeah but you know it, his way of doing it versus uh Michael Keaton was far more, uh, or I'm sorry, Michael Keaton, uh, Michael Caine in the other movies was far more, um, a he's, little bit more paternal. He seemed more grounded in yeah. those films. And then uh, Jeremy Irons, I love being kind of the, the tactical guy that's, you know, he's the guy in the chair, just right. like, uh, um, yeah. and but he still has that paternal advice for, for Bruce. He just wants Bruce to meet a nice lady. <laughs> um, yeah, Al- you know, Alfred's a... Uh, yeah, yeah, I think he's always got that. You know, he even says that in here, like, you know, talking about uh, Chase Meridian. Um, but yeah, I, it, if I can just throw in another Batman story, not this film, but um, The Dark Knight Returns Part 2. Mm-hmm. Because in that one, Batman is like 60s? Six, early, yeah, late 50s, which early 60s. Which makes Alfred in his like 120s. <laughs> and the... It's like the end of the film, and uh, Bruce is like a last-minute tactic. He's about to blow up the uh, Wayne Manor, mm-hmm. and like the last thing Alfred does is he goes and finds an old photo album of like Bruce as a baby and the parents, yeah. and then just dies from a heart attack. Yeah, it's really sad. It's a it's a beautiful scene there. Um, you know, it's it's funny thinking about this. <laughs> Here we are, we're at the laundry scene, Jim. So, <laughs> he just made more of a mess. He, like... <laughs> he cleans it! He got the mop. He's the, the washer and dryer are all wet. And Alfred's like, son of a... <laughs> all he had to do... What, what if Robin walked out and he's like, all right, I'll clean it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's... Uh, you know, I'm thinking about this as we're watching this... Um, you know, recently, uh, you know, Jim, I'm sure you heard about uh, that they're finally, uh, quote-unquote, releasing the Snyder Cut on HBO Max um, of uh, Justice League. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Yep. Yeah, okay. So there's there's rumors, well, not necessarily rumors, it, it does, it, it is true that there's a, quote-unquote, Schumacher cut of Batman Forever, where there's a few deleted scenes that didn't make it into the movie, and uh, one of them I actually saw a long, long time ago, is, you know, when you see the crime spree that Two-Face and the Riddler are doing, because everybody, I guess, that was watching the movie was like, where the hell's Batman? You know, he's not stopping them. Um, the Riddler was, the Riddler messed with him and, like, found a way to hack into the Batmobile and redirect it so that he kept going to the wrong place. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. That uh, makes more sense than him oh. just sitting at home watching the news. Yeah. He's like, oh, these guys are doing some wow, crime, huh? that's... That's some shit. <laughs> and Batman's in the car like, I can't find him. <laughs> I keep going to these places. They're not there. <laughs> but uh, but there's there's more scenes where, um, 
you know, there, there's the red book that Thomas Wayne had. Um, there's, there's Don't this, they show like an entry? Yeah, there's, there's a scene where um, uh, Bruce is reading the diary and the diary says, um, you know, Martha and I want to stay home tonight, but Bruce is adamant about going to the movies, so we're going to go to the movies. That's actually really good. So it Bruce has... He would be he would feel more responsible. Yes, so he had a suppressed memory of like, oh my gosh, it's my fault that they're dead because I made them go out. Um and you know, and there's there's a scene. I'm sure we've all you know seen the the, 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 the giant bat in the cave. So I did not see that until just a few years ago, but I found it on YouTube. I didn't mm-hmm. even know it existed, but yeah. there's a bat like eight feet tall, and Bruce is in the cave, and he confronts it. And the way it's shot is really good, where the bat grabs him with his wings, and the camera spins around, and out of the there's a transition, and it turns black. And then where where the two of them were standing, it's Bruce in the Batman suit. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. He, he embraced the. Oh, bat. that would be yeah. amazing. The, uh, you know, it's it, it's interesting because the whole theme of the movie is Bruce thinking, I don't think I need to be Batman anymore. Um, I don't, or I don't want to be Batman anymore. And and at the end of the movie, obviously he embraces it. Um, but Wait, uh, when, what? <laughs> that's the theme of the movie well you know it's it's the idea that you know that's the reason it's called batman forever is because you know but does he he are there scenes where he like expresses doubts i think that that's in the the deleted stuff the, the yeah deleted stuff and um and here's here's another good bit by the way in the movie where you know, yeah let's be honest there's no way he could get from like the third floor down to the ground floor. I mean, floor. this would all take way too long. It's impressive, and I love watching it, but, I mean, the timing is 100% wrong. My, I remember my mom always... If you want to be This real was, like, her favorite it. part of the movie. Really? Yeah, she thought it was so cool that he did all that. Well, I mean, um, it is so cool. Yeah. But it's... And like, then you hear all that very fake silverware. <laughs> it's like, clink, 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 clink. Like, they got it at... Intruder alert. Intruder <laughs> alert. Um... Well, you know, so, you know, this was, uh, so this was, like, the start of a new era for, for Batman, because this, when this movie came out, it was the most successful of the Batman movies, um, like, financially speaking, and, you know, that's, you know, that's why they kind of ramped up all the... oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They, they ramped up the, the campiness up to... I don't even want to say 11, it's about 5,000 in Batman and Robin, but, um, but the movie, uh, you know, it, it's, it's interesting watching it now and, and looking at the, the style and everything that it was unique all to itself versus the other two films, which were, even though they were the same director, they were, they looked completely different from each other. Um, one and two? Yeah. You but, think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because what do you mean? well, like the, the the set design from part one to part two, in Batman and Batman Returns looks completely different. I would uh, agree. So. It does. It looks very different. I mean, you had, with the Joker, you had all these colors. You know, even though the movie itself was dark, like I mentioned earlier, but the you know the the Joker made it look you know it was supposed to be like a clown. Where yes, you know, in the second one, it was Catwoman who's dressed all in black, and the Penguin black and white so you had a very very no, grayscale no, no. movie as opposed to the first one that wasn't so much they were both very hardcore burton where you had sequences of just black and white and sequences of bright color in in batman returns when she she had that cookie cutter pink apartment 
just full of color, and then she turns black out of that. Well, and then you have, like, the Christmas tree scene with all the lights and all the lights, and then it going black. Yeah, I mean, it, I think... I think it... I, like, like, the shots that are just Gotham, like the city, I think they look pretty much the same from part one to part two. Except Gotham that, seems to always be really bleak. Yeah, exactly. Gotham is, does not seem like a place that I want to live. The one is in to winter. To be perfectly honest. Well, it, it's always been that way. I mean... <laughs> Why did these people live there? It seems really terrible. It's ugly, it's dirty, and there's like 97,000 really bad criminals. Like, why do you live there? Okay, whatever. Well, they they directly address that in the Lego Batman movie, to be fair. I do, I know, I do love Lego Batman. I do love it's like, he's like, I'm here to, to take over the city. Mm, no, Batman will stop you. He always does. You know, what about that thing with the parade? The thing on the ferry? He's like, this is totally different from all those things. <laughs> it's it's like the London of the, the U.S. Yeah. It's always smoggy and rainy. London really isn't that smoggy. Yeah, but it's rainy and gray. It's not always, I've is been it? There. So and the, I. The, the water is disgusting there. You're disgusting there. <laughs> In Gotham or London? London. <laughs> Well, don't go in the I asked ask, like you've been to Gotham. <laughs> <In> Go- <laughs> or London. Well, I have been to London, and yes, the, the water was disgusting there. I mean, I but, didn't go in the water. Well, I didn't, no, I drank the water, because I, I had You drank a, the water? Yeah. Out of the Thames? Out of the, out of the, out of the tap! <laughs> oh, well, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the actual water. <laughs> yeah, there's no fluoride the there. tap water? <laughs> Heavenly day. Um... Well, this has been a real treat, everybody. <laughs> Jim's like, why did I come on this show? <laughs> just listening to everybody bicker. Um, About London. Um, I just want an Apple Watch with FaceTime. Yes, but by the way, this predicted Apple Watches, because Bruce is straight up but just... But even, that's even 100%. modern day Apple Watches... They don't FaceTime. They can't FaceTime on No. You can't? I thought you could. No, you oh. can't. Well, that's got to be the next step. It'll be. It will be the next Steve, step. Steve Jobs was watching Batman Forever, going, "We got to do that." Yeah. <laughs> that's my thing. That's my thing. We yeah. do. We got to do that. And then they cut to this scene where this girl's getting attacked by the gang, and they're like, like "What was she doing?" Nineteen thugs. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, Look at this. I, I love the lighting in, in the city. Yeah. It's I, so good. I, I do. We should have had Jim start the movie the same time we started the movie. Oh, that would have been we, way smarter. We, Jim, I'll just describe what we're seeing. <laughs> you so, are so it's all these So it's all these girls try, <laughs> trying to hit on Batman, and you then Chris O'Donnell right. comes out, and they and say it's like, Batman. Oh, what are you, Batboy? <laughs> I think it's. Isn't that like Monica or Brandy? They're like the Lost Boys <laughs> of. Gotham. Yes. Not the vampires. The ones from Neverland. Oh, yes, yes. (laughs) Um, It's actually funny because Joel Schumacher directed Lost Boys. Well, that explains a lot. It does. Yeah. It's, well, you know, it's funny. This film, Joel Schumacher had said that this was his first time doing, like, a family-friendly movie because he had done, like, Flatliners and Lost Boys. Those are very dark movies. Yeah. Um, Right, right. So his aesthetic did fit into Batman, um, which is why this work this does work really well. Um, again, but it's just I think that by the time they got to Batman and Robin, the studio was just like, we gotta sell toys, so make sure we can sell a yeah. crap load of toys. Um, but the, uh, the campiness was just unchecked. Oh yeah. Yeah, which you know, but then again, um, but as 
you know, as a kid watching it, I didn't think anything of it. I was like, this movie is awesome. I actually remember the, uh, when they re-released the original Star Wars trilogy in theaters, I went, my cousin took me to see Empire Strikes Back, and I saw the trailer for Batman and Robin. Yes, me too! And I was like, oh my gosh, that's what Mr. Freeze is gonna look like? Yeah, and... I remember my dad not liking it and making fun of it, but I didn't quite understand. But it's funny, nowadays, years later, I watched interviews with Mark Hamill where he said that when he grew up, he was watching the Adam West Batman and his parents were laughing at it. And he was like, he was like, why are you laughing? This is Batman. This is cool. <laughs> he didn't realize when he was a kid that, oh, it was, it, it was campy and goofy. Um, That's Batman and Robin. Yeah. So, I mean, you, that's what I always tell people. I'm like, you can't, you can't bash Batman and Robin and love the 66 Batman. They, they go hand in hand, true. I think. Very true. That's that's it, a really good way to say that. Yeah. yeah. That's really a good way to say that. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can bash it. You can. You can, but, you but have, then but you're you a can't. hypocrite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't, don't be a hypocrite. Then you're a piece of trash. <laughs> um, Jim, have you ever seen any of the 66 Batman? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I've watched quite a lot of it and I really enjoy it because uh, it I mean be, for what it is exactly exactly that it's it's a lot of fun to watch um, it's it's very much of its time uh, very, just like these movies were and you know anybody that grew up with Batman sixty six you know they'll defend it to the death you know that's their Batman whereas you know we are growing up and we're defending. Batman Forever. We have a friend who's a little bit younger than us. Uh, well, you know, uh, you know Jared. Um, who, yeah, uh, Jared said the same thing, but he's ten years later, so he's like he grew up with the Nolan. He grew up Batman. with the Nolan films, and he's like, I, I've tried to watch, you know, the Keaton Batman, and I just think they're so campy and hokey, and I can't get into them. And so it's, you know, we, it's kind of fair. Well, it, it yeah, is, absolutely. but we did still take him into a back alley and beat the crap out of him for saying <laughs> that. <laughs> I'm kidding. So, um, just but, kidding, Jared. If you're listening, <laughs> uh, we've had I've had him on a couple times. It's all in good fun. Um, but you know, it, it's uh, what I what, you know what I love watching these movies is is seeing the the different style that that Tim Burton had, that Joel Schumacher had, that Nolan had. That it's it's all Batman. It all works. The character's very malleable. You can have the dark and serious grounded in reality batman and you can have the slightly campier batman and it's interesting how this movie is a little bit of both you know it has that serious stuff in it with uh and you know you know we just saw the scene you know where robin is fighting the the neon gang and i love that bit at the end when batman shows up and he just goes right to beat trying to beat up batman and just saying you know he he just blames him for his parents death yeah it's 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 such a lovely scene and um it's really lovely and i mean it's don't make, not lovely <laughs> it's kind of like tragic well but and i love i love well it. done in terms of the story I, i'm i'm very into the the look at that guy in the blue i've never noticed him before. he's very I, I did not see i did not see him he had a blue top hat and a long coat he was really. He was like the Monopoly man. Not matter, man. He's Monopoly oh man. Oh my god! What if it was? What an Easter egg. <laughs> he's like. He's like Mr. Wayne. <laughs> um, that would be funny, but uh, no, I, 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 I love that kind of stuff. I love uh, the, you know, 
we were watching um, Kidding a little bit ago, um, and Jesse comes in the room and goes, JJ, why are you watching this depressing show? And I'm just like, dude, this show is beautiful. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, but it was like a nice summer night, and of all the things to watch... <laughs> Well, you know, I, I rewatched uh, the Royal Tenenbaums recently, and again, I'm like crying watching that movie, going, "This is so beautiful. This is reality. It's depressing and sad, but there's still some hope there. I love it." Um, but, but I, you know, to get, you know, to shift back to the serious for a second, um, that that's what attracts me to Batman. That that it is, that it is tragic. It is, it can be depressing, but it is very, but there is that element of hope. Because otherwise Batman wouldn't keep doing what he's doing. He wouldn't continue being Batman if he thought that, you know, yeah. there was no point to Batman what he was doing. Batman is the pinnacle of always giving the second chance and thinking that anyone can be saved. Yes. Yes. Um, and, oh, I forgot Drew Barrymore was in this movie. <laughs> I love her um, in this movie. She's funny. So um, gorgeous. And it's uh you know and, and looking at this here this scene at the at the Ritz Gotham I don't know what what the hell that means but you know um, where it's the biggest hotel in Gotham oh obviously well, obviously God JJ where have you been <laughs> I thought you've been to Gotham you've tasted <laughs> I was in London <laughs> um, look but, at his hair yeah that's so I've always thought that was so strange but you know where Enigma uh, he has fashioned himself to look just like Bruce Wayne his haircut and he even oh, says yeah. how's my mole you know yeah. like. Yeah, so... They have the same tux. I was thinking about this earlier. Like, this is real Jim Carrey hair, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. So, the stuff in Wayne Tower... Was was probably a wig, I would imagine. And I think think it's just colored, like, orange or whatever when he's the Riddler. His real hair? Yeah. Okay. I think. He's got a... I mean, I'm sure it takes Batman a lot of time to put his suit on, but Riddler, oh my god. It's a lot of work. Riddler def- well, I mean, not as much time as Two-Face. <laughs> well, Two-Face, he doesn't put on the makeup. His face is messed up for real. I know, but he has the hair, too. I mean, it's like... Yeah. Oh, it, it is It it's, is very, like, gelled like down. It's like half Klingon. <laughs> he's, he's, like, he's like, okay, so this part has to be down and the other side's up. Does it look good? Does it look good? It's like, face, I don't think anybody cares. I don't care! <laughs> face cares. He does care. Um, so, one thing we haven't really touched upon in this movie is the uh, the Chase Meridian of it, who is the... Um, is this where I get to talk? Well, uh, uh, what I'll say at first is that... Anyone can talk about Chase as long as they want. I will listen. It is, she is... 1995 Nicole Kidman is the most beautiful woman in the entire world. Yeah, and she looks very similar to 96 Nicole Kidman up until present day Nicole Kidman. Oh yeah, she looks exactly the same in Aquaman. <laughs> she does. Uh, but, uh... She looks exactly the she's same. She's stunning. She does. Stunning. Yeah. Absolutely stunning. So, Adele, we'll give you, you know, because I think you want you wanted to talk about Chase. Adele, anyway. take the floor. Yes. Well, I, I wanted to since we had the whole, you know, podcast episode about, uh, you know, the female perspective of Batman Forever and and looking at, you know, Catwoman's character and, yes. and all of that stuff. Um, and it, like I said, it really took me until I watched the other two Batman movies and until I got a little bit older than being just 13 um, to really realize that there is no strong female character in this movie. 
there just isn't. I'm sorry, Chase Meridian is not a strong character. She's absolutely gorgeous. She's beyond stunning. Yeah, but she was hitting she's, that punching bag. She's pretty to look at. She's very pretty to look at. And she makes a statement with her appearance. And so, yeah, they have her punching a bag. Yeah, like, and when, like, when the so thugs what? infiltrate Wayne Manor, she punches that one. Yeah, she does. But she's no Selena Kyle, and she's no Vicky Vale. But isn't she she's... psychologically? But see, that's <laughs> the thing. If there was more of her character... The del- like, yeah. Vicky Vale, you get that she is independent, and she is strong, and she is funny, and she is smart, and she's, like, on yeah. top of it. She is she's into it. She's not afraid of there. anything, and she is a strong character. Then you have Selena Kyle, who's an incredible this- character. Oh. Holy balls! <laughs> like, she's <laughs> Holy amazing! Holy balls, <laughs> Like, she, her character is incredible. And then you have Chase Meridian, who could have the potential to be an amazing character, but there isn't anything to her. Yeah, she's she clearly seems there. very superficial, and I don't think it's... I, I 100% do not blame uh, Nicole Kidman no, at all. It's, it's the writing. The writing it's yeah. just is how it is written. And it makes me really sad because this is... Batman Forever is definitely the most male-focused of the Batman movies. Yes. I mean, in the first one, Vicki Vale was very front and center. I mean, she had a lot going on in terms of how the movie progressed. Yeah, and, she was getting closer to Bruce exactly, as it went on. Exactly. And not only was she getting closer to Bruce, but she was investigating and she yeah. was doing all of that stuff. And she was just she was just really fascinating as as a character. She was fascinating. And then, obviously, Selena Kyle being one of the main characters and being a fascinating person. I mean, her whole development throughout the movie is one of the... I mean, it's my favorite part of the movie. But there is really nothing going on with Chase. Like, where is her arc? She doesn't have an arc. Here's, Here's what they try to do with her arc. They try to make it like, oh, at first she's into Batman. And then she realizes she's in love with Bruce Wayne. But why? Because they went to the circus one time? Well, like, it was an incredible night. Yeah, but like... <laughs> they witnessed a murder together. anything. There is absolutely nothing. First of all, I think it's totally nonsense that she tells Bruce Wayne at the circus, um, well, I've met someone and like we really have strong feelings for... Like you literally met Batman for 13 seconds. <laughs> yeah, by bringing but, like, the GCPD. And so like he's basketball. in love with you all of a sudden? Like, for, like, you don't use the bat signal to, like, get a booty call. Like, you don't do that. She, yeah, but she shouldn't have to. She's the, like, that's she's the, the horniest of the... I don't get it. Of the, of the like, there's bat- no bat- reason for her to, to do that. that. If she doesn't exist without Bruce and Batman... Like Vicky Vale, exactly. Her her She's art. Whole Vicky life Vale is her thing. Selena Kyle has her thing. Chase Marinian is only there because of Batman, and there is absolutely nothing about Batman Forever that couldn't happen without her. She her arc is absolutely nothing. Her arc is to absolutely nothing is to highlight the duality between Bruce and Batman. Yeah, but it's anybody. Agree. Could have anybody could do that. Yes, her character yeah. is not yeah. special in this like, movie. One's a guy, one's a bat. Yeah, <laughs> um, and like I'm not again. I am a hundred percent not dissing her as 
a gorgeous creature. She is, but she <laughs> shouldn't just be a gorgeous creature. And she did hit that guy. She hit a guy. Okay. <laughs> she knows like, how to protect she herself. She hit a guy. She, she, she Thank you, Jesse. Thank you, Jesse. She when, hit a no, guy. Jesse, when we're talking strong female characters, that's we don't necessarily mean the, that's not what we're going for. <laughs> well, I think they tried to show her as like strong and fierce. Because she's, like, fighting, and then... She, but it didn't work. It, yeah. It just fell flat. It's, it's and not... And it's disappointing. It's, to me... You could argue, though, that... It's disappointing. She's similar to, um... Vicky Vale? Yeah, because they both come to Gotham on the trail of yes, Batman. She's definitely similar. And then they both end up falling for Bruce Wayne. Of course they do, because who doesn't? Well, I would definitely fall for Michael Keaton. I mean, <laughs> the point isn't that she does what any leading female character should do when playing opposite Batman. The problem is she doesn't have enough substance yeah. to make her a worthwhile female character. It and it is the writing. It's just not fair to off. her character. Yeah. That I... And Nicole Kidman is such a great actress that she could have done anything they wanted. I agree. Um, Adele, have you seen Aquaman? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Jim, you seen Aquaman? Yeah. Yeah. So, she she actually does have kind of an interesting oh, arc in that film. Fantastic um, in that. So I I have to imagine that maybe that was that might have been Nicole Kidman's frustration going. Well, if I'm going to do another superhero movie, I want to have a meaningful arc as opposed to just being the the, the gorgeous, girlfriend, the hot girl. Yeah. Because she certainly. She is visually stunning, and a lot of the scenes that she's in are filmed in a way to highlight that. Yeah, she's... And they do that well. They do it really <laughs> they, well. They do it and very well. And she stands there and looks beautiful, and, or walks across the, the screen in a sheet, and holy crap! Like, <laughs> I'm shitting myself looking at it. Like, oh my god! Like, yeah, thank you, yes, please. But that isn't what... That shouldn't be the extent of her purpose in the film, and I think that is a hundred percent the fault of the writing. It's uh, it's unfortunately a a common trope with uh, especially eighties and eighties and nineties uh, blockbuster action films was is have a female presence have a female presence that's the 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 damsel in distress, um, which unfortunately she does become later in the movie. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a term in comic books. It's called Batman coming for you. <laughs> um, there's a term in in comic books called women in refrigerators, and what it is and what it means is the female character. Uh, it's often that she'll be killed off to inspire the hero, either into action or into you know, as some sort of arc. Um, it was coined by Gail Simone, who's uh, done a lot of great uh, books over the years, where, because um, it's literally what happened in a Green Lantern comic, where his girlfriend was shoved into a refrigerator and murdered. And that's Oh, that's why it's called that? Yeah. I was going to ask, like, why call it that? Because, and then it's like, he's, you know, shot into action, like, I have mm. to avenge the death of my girlfriend. I mean, you know, it's it's classic, you know, Gwen Stacy... Uh, with Spider-Man, it's it's all there, um, and it's a trope that a lot of writers, because Gail, you know, kind of spoke up and said, I'm sick of this trope, I'm a female comic book fan, I'm a female comic book writer, and I don't want to see this anymore. This is not our purpose. Right, you know, uh, we, the female characters shouldn't be in service to the male characters, um, 
So she was an advocate for that. And a lot of male writers kind of had to look at themselves and go, yeah, yeah, we, we've done that. We've got to stop doing it. Um, and, and I, you know, going back to Aquaman real quick, I love that Nicole Kidman had the opposite arc where she, she was thought dead, but comes back. I thought it was really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and a hundred percent unique to, I mean, superhero movies in general that, the parents are alive in the end. Yeah, that never happens. Yeah. <laughs> well, Adele, if you feel this way about Chase Meridian, I can't imagine how you feel about Jules in part four because she's the most useless character. She, she does uh, Elle McPherson in Batman and Robin. She does literally nothing. His fiance. Oh, they're yeah. not even, no, no, they're not even I, engaged. His girlfriend. Yeah. Because yeah. she says, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. And he's like, I'm Batman, so no. <laughs> yeah, he is, like, not feeling it. Yeah, he's all about kind of Poison Ivy, but also not really. Well, I mean, Who poison, poison Ivy, Ivy, my God. <laughs> Get out of here, <laughs> but there's please. another. But there's another great female antagonist in Poison Ivy. Um, yeah. Well, and you know what? Maybe the problem is that they tried to steer away from there being a female antagonist, and so they just had Chase Meridian, and it didn't work out. Um, I, but I think that the, like I said earlier, the, the purpose of her character was she was the psychologist. She was supposed to kind of help push I, the story of Bruce's yeah. duality. And I, I think, think it does... could have worked better. It's just that like, but, it but just I. It doesn't go far enough. I think it's not that it, it isn't there. Cause I like, I like the whole dream doll thing that they yeah. have. Yeah. And I like how she gets him to talk about his repressed memory. I like those things. It just did it. It just wasn't, wasn't enough. enough. Yeah. Right. I agree. So Jim, did we ruin Batman forever for you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually intrigued. All right. How, how would you have changed it then? Give her more screen time. I, and I don't even, it's not even necessarily more screen time. It's, Screen time that 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 makes a difference, you know. Um, I mean, when you think about, like, there is no arc for her, and I think for me, the biggest thing to make a character an interesting character is that they have an arc of some sort. That they're not mm-hmm. just a flat, two dimensional being that's just in the movie, and she doesn't have an arc. There is no real change in who she is. She likes Batman because he's hot, and she's fascinated by him. And then she meets Bruce Wayne, and she's like, oh, he's also hot and fascinating. Okay. Like, there's no... Like, it, like nothing changes for her. And then Batman has that big smile because... I <laughs> will say, I do like that part when it's, he it, smiles. It, it is, it's cute. It's you know. cute. I, I but do that like doesn't that. help her character. <laughs> like, she just isn't well-written. Like, she just... There isn't enough about why... Like, okay, why did she get into psychology? What made her... Because of Batman. Okay, so, like, that's a terrible freaking reason to devote your entire life to to the study of something. Like, that's really all you got? Like, there should be more. Like, you've been studying psychology your whole life. You're the same age as Batman, but Batman's the reason you're studying it? That makes no sense. Uh, I think with with her, I think they, she, they, they poorly attempted to give her an arc. It just, nobody understood it. Um, her arc would have been, you know, she's... She's a psychologist. She's fascinated by Batman. She becomes obsessed with Batman, gets Batman, then realizes, I need to grow up. In fact, I think she says that. She does. Yeah, she does, does say that. Grow up sometimes. Um, and then goes for an actual person 
doesn't find out until later that they are one and the same. Yeah. Um, oh, that I'll buy that. I think that it just wasn't it just wasn't done well. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I I hundred percent agree that that was what they were trying to do. Yes, and I think they did it. It just wasn't enough of a change in her. Agreed. Whereas when you had. I mean, obviously, and I, I hate to keep comparing it to Catwoman because this is not the same yeah. thing in any way, Catwoman shape, or form. Catwoman was probably one of the best female characters in all of Batman. With, without a doubt. 100%. Without yes. a doubt. And it just, it's hard to look at this movie as, you know, from the female perspective and say, well, what am, what am I getting out of this? Like, whereas, you know, Vicki Vale, I could look up to her and say... That's someone I could be like. I she's really incredible and she's strong and she's fascinating and I I like that and I can I can identify with that. Selena Kyle, every woman on the planet can identify with. Chase Meridian is gorgeous and if you're not gorgeous, you got nothing. Like that's how I mean when I watched the movie, that's how I I it, like she makes me feel self-conscious even though I am an intelligent human being. <laughs> She makes me feel self-conscious, and I don't think that's what they were going for, but that's what happened by focusing on her appearance so much. Like, that's literally, I think, part of what took away from what her character could have been was by focusing on her appearance. And again, not her fault. She's stunning. She is gorgeous, and if you want to sell the movie by having a gorgeous female that's definitely a way to do it i mean there's no doubt about it that's definitely a way to do it and especially with a superhero movie where your target audience isn't women but but at least back in the day yeah in the 90s it sure wasn't like but her character could have been more reachable to uh to women adele i have to say just like I said, when we were doing the Batman Returns one, you were blowing my mind. <laughs> because I always thought just the opposite, that Vicky Vale was a worthless character and I loved Chase Meridian. But the way you're kind of digging into it, I'm I'm convinced. I'm sold. You're, you're 100% right. I am 100% right. <laughs> I mean, it's real. I don't know if... Uh, well, okay. I don't know if Vicky does anything that's like extraordinary no aside she's from just who she passionate. is yeah she does fall into that damsel in distress bit a little too often but right but i wouldn't say she's like a heroine no well no what well, she well, you know you didn't say she's that. not no she's absolutely not a heroine and i don't think she's meant to be but she's meant to be interesting and independent and her own yeah. person mm. which is I very was, yes. different yes and i think that's why she is a female character that females can get behind as opposed to chase meridian which is like well i, I that's not okay never mind that that's okay it, it's, <laughs> okay it's always interesting in the batman movies when the the you know the the female lead finds out the his identity and it's always some sort of strange way i feel like and in batman 89 it's literally just alfred says by the way he's batman i'll take you to the Batcave." um <laughs> in batman uh returns it's them yeah he oh that's it. the best they, they, they... when it's catwoman and batman and they're on the dance floor and they yeah. do the whole 
mistletoe, mistletoe thing. Is. Oh my god, it's so good. And, it's so so good. And then it's and then so in, good. in this film, but this it, is like oh, I kissed you. Oh my god, I kissed you. And you're Batman. I don't know if I'd rec- if I kissed a woman in a mask if I'd know that it was you her wouldn't. later. You know. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, yeah, there's some good kissing. It's like wow. I like, think if I kissed Nicole Kidman, I would know. You might know. <laughs> you're like, hmm. I'm getting but that strange, funny know? feeling. That's the question. Would she know? I mean, apparently so. That's her superpower in this film. <laughs> um. But you know this this scene the the raid on I love this. Wayne Manor. It's like adult kill him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I really I really like the this is this was unique to the Batman films at the time that the the villain yeah. finds out kind yes. of the hero went up on Batman. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That that is it, and especially gets into the Batcave, and I love all the little squeaky um, bombs. The, yes, the bat bombs so that he cute. has. Yeah. It's uh. They're so cute. And clearly, Jim Carrey did not see the giant um, fighter jet hanging on the ceiling or the giant <laughs> boat in the lagoon. <laughs> Because he just the let those go. Were off. <laughs> they were, thank you, Jim. They were off. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, Jim Carrey in this scene is so yeah. fantastic. Yeah, okay, Jim. This is, this is just the scene. do your you can, thing. You can do do your thing. Just this, like go for it. This was Dumb and Dumber, Ace Ventura, Jim Carrey, where they were just like, uh, and the do, mask. Yeah, and the mask, the of course. Mask. The mask. Do do your thing. Go for it. Oh, real quick, off topic. Um. So, you know, we're, we're all, when we're out, out in public wearing masks, I saw a gentleman uh, at, at Sheets a few days ago, his mask said mask on it, and I just saw it out of the corner of my eye, and I said, that's stupid, my shirt doesn't say shirt, you idiot. And then I, as he turned, he looked at me, and I looked at him, and I was like, oh, it's the mask, it, it's the font from the, the mask. mask. I was like... Okay. You're like, well, now I'm the idiot. Well, well now, yeah. Well, that happens. <laughs> I'm glad often. I didn't say anything. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't I make fun of this real, gentleman real to his dumb. face. I just did it privately, and then I had to make fun of myself privately. I, I mean, and now you've shared and it now with the world. The world <laughs> I put it on this podcast, um, but don't worry, I'll edit it out later. <laughs> wink. Uh, <laughs> um, I, you know, it, it is it is really great to see you know the, the villains get one up on Batman because. You have it raises the stakes. It, it does because it says to the audience, like, okay, now, like, how is it? How is he going to beat them now? Right, because mm-hmm. Batman doesn't. Now it's a movie. Yeah, because the the whole thing is is Batman not killing, and he says that a thousand times to Dick Grayson, but Two Faces ending notwithstanding. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> which I which is different. I I roll my eyes at a little bit with that. <laughs> I threw the coins. I didn't make him fall. <laughs> it's like, but you have I like. Mean... A, you have, like, a thousand grappling hooks. Couldn't you have reached him? Oh, I could have. Also, I love that he had all those coins prepared in his pocket. <laughs> he was ready well, for it. Like, no, that's... That I love it, though. In the opening scene, him and Chase talk about yeah. how... Or, no, on the roof. The coin is his Achilles that's heel. That's his thing, mm-hmm. and I love it. It's like, a, I absolutely love that. He knew he'd have an opportunity that. at some point. I think there's, it's awesome. There's an episode of the anime. Especially because you keep seeing this over and over and over and over. And I, lo- I just, I love it. Well, there's there's an episode of the animated series where um, Two Face tries to flip the coin and it keeps landing uh, on its side or uh, like face up, you know, or, you know what I mean, like good side up. What good side up? No, it keeps landing um, on the edge. On the edge, and and Two Face like freaks out, and Batman like goes after him, and he's like, Harvey, it's a trick coin. I switched it with your real coin. Oh my God. You have to make a decision yourself. You can't rely on the coin. 
and it's a really good scene where Two Face he he can't do it, um, because I mean the whole point of that episode was Harvey was supposed to go into plastic surgery to get his face fixed, and then he ends up getting kidnapped. You find out later that he orchestrated the whole thing himself because he couldn't handle having to go back to a normal life, um, and that's why Batman did the whole bit with the coin. Um, yeah, this this film is the reason I fell in love with Two Face, but then consuming more batman stories over the years it's not the real two-face like the real two-face can't function without flipping the coin yeah and i don't think they really played that up as much as they should have in this film well, this this film they leaned into him I mean, being the the villain he side. was just a zany villain yeah, yeah he's definitely the zany villain i mean i like i mean in the scene that was just on, which is the scene where they break into the mansion and he keeps flipping his coin because he wants to shoot Batman. Yeah, like he wants exactly. to so yeah. bad. Like, oh, it's and he good keeps, side. keeps flipping the coin and I'll flipping the coin and flipping the coin and flipping the coin. That's not what it's about. No, it's not what it's about. You flip the coin, it's done. It's I done. think it's I think they the, were just the fairness, trying the to make it I think they were trying like to show it too much. The, yeah. the trying to show it too much. The line at the at the end of the film that he says uh, he says, "Aren't you forgetting something?" He's, coin. Well, no, no. The the two face line where he says, "Emotion is always the enemy of true justice." I think is uh, is a really powerful line. It's a very two face ish line to me. Well, that, I mean, yeah, because that's, that's the whole lawyer thing that's and the how lawyer we side. should be impartial. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Batman, Batman, J- you Jim. Say? You, the next time Coming you dress up. For you. The next time you dress up as the Riddler for Halloween, please wear the the LED blinking yeah. blazer. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? I tried for three years to find that blazer. Oh <laughs> my god! I think I think that's one that you would definitely have to make it. Hmm. And I don't yeah, know exactly. how I don't know how you would do it, and I'm sure it'd be expensive. Yeah, but oh it's my god, expensive. would it be so cool? Oh man, yes, it would. Uh, is that where you're at in the movie? Yeah. Yes. Uh, they're they're finally figuring out who Riddler is, which again is different yeah. in this film. I love where the riddles. The, yeah. Well, not only that, but um, they figure out who Batman is before he figures Figure out, out who, who the Riddler, Riddler is. is. Um, yep. Which I'm kind of realizing as I'm saying. Well, he it. has the brain sucking machine. Yeah. He get he got real smart. <laughs> you would think he would be like he got more real smart. Yeah. He's yeah. Yeah, that's he, where we are in the movie. He has right the now. brain power of thousands of Gotham citizens. I mean, not that, that means much. Yeah, it's <laughs> they're Gotham. not the smartest. They, they, they all live in this crime-infested city like a bunch of morons. True, kind of dumb. <laughs> I gotta say, my favorite part of the entire movie is coming up real quick here. Ooh, Wh- which is the battleship scene. <laughs> no, that is a good scene. Wait, wait, wait. Let me guess. It's the- after that. The holy rusted metal Batman. Yes. Oh my yes! god. <laughs> That's I awesome. Love, I love that they paid homage to the original Robin of the nineteen sixties. Yes. Yeah. yeah. This this suit that he wears that at the suit end has of the no film. Nipples. Uh, well, this this suit yeah this suit doesn't have nipples. Yeah. The Robin suit does have nipples. Uh, I mean, they paid homage like... to the to Robin throughout the whole thing because the original Robin suit from the Adam West series is his acrobat suit. Yes, right, yes. yes, exactly. And he does wear that in the scene, the scene where he pulls him from the gravel. Yes. Right. Yeah. What the hell are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, now that's a nice suit. 
I thought his Robin suit looked really cool in this. It's super cool. Although for for you know us kind of teasing the Batman and Robin earlier, I always liked his suit in Batman and Robin. I thought it looked really cool, uh, the Nightwing esque suit. Oh yeah, yeah. That he wears. Um, but I, I don't even I don't even remember it. I think I've only seen Batman and Robin once. Are we gonna put that on after We're this? We're gonna put it on after this because <laughs> sure I want to see Poison Ivy. Well, yeah. And stay tuned for part two of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> It will air in two years, because that'll be the 20th anniversary of, or 20, wait, no, what? Math? What? Uh, 97? No, it'd be two, 98. 20, 25 years of, it'd be 2022, so yeah. 20, uh, 25 years, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. But anyway, um, so this, um, bat suit. Uh, this bat suit is, I, you know, for as obviously this was them trying to sell toys. Um, him changing suits halfway through the movie. I have to say, I don't care because I love it. I think Dude, it looks awesome. But it works awesome. story wise. It, it does work story wise. Like, yes. The only one that didn't get destroyed was yep. the most badass one you had. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put it on. You haven't um, tested it. You might die. It's cool. I, I, I read Oh, and it, I love this part. It was like 60 pounds. It's it, the, the, all those suits were well, extremely heavy. He, he couldn't yeah. like turn his head. Uh, that's sure, that's in all insane. of them. Like Michael Keaton had it the worst, I think. Um, oh. It really wasn't until they got to Batman v Superman that Ben Affleck was actually able to look like Batman and turn his head. Yeah, did you see him <laughs> flipping that tire? <laughs> well, I mean, that, he's not wearing the suit during that scene. <laughs> I know, but he's buff. <laughs> um, I don't understand. I mean, Michael that, Keaton was like. Why does he give a thumbs up? Oh, nobody can see Because he's you. going, he's going to fight. Yeah, but like nobody he can see him. He did that to Commissioner it. Gordon. But he, you think Gordon can't see Gordon him from like ten thousand feet with his binoculars, and he's, he's like, not. ah! They just showed him he's not on the ground with binoculars. <laughs> nobody can see him. It's so weird. No. It's just um, an odd thing. It's just weird. It's just spe- a weird thing. Speaking of Commissioner Gordon, I have to say that I, with no disrespect to Pat Hingle, I never ever liked the character of Jim Gordon. Until the Nolan movies, and yeah. then in and the then, old films he didn't do anything. He well, did no, in, in the comics he also did nothing. Yeah. and you know <laughs> they joke about it in modern day like versions where it, he's like, oh, in, like in Lego Batman, and, and in Harley Quinn yes. the same thing. Yeah, like oh, let's let's pick up the phone and call Batman. Yeah, um, there's there's actually an episode I, I've told Jesse this before of the '66 Batman show where the, I forget who it was, but there's some villain causing havoc, and they. Uh, <laughs> And Gordon's like, we need to call Batman. And he picks up the phone and Alfred answers. And he says, we're looking for Batman. He says, I'm sorry, Batman and Robin are taking a vacation. And then Gordon hangs up the phone, looks at Chief O'Hare and says, Batman is on vacation. We're on our own. (laughs) And I started laughing out loud. And I was like, oh, no, the police are going to have to actually do something in Gotham. Oh, no. They're even, more worth, they're even more worthless than our actual police. JK. Don't get, don't get started. <laughs> don't get started on that. Not trying to get topical. You want to know the, a good Jim Gordon? Gary Oldman. That's what I said. Yes. Gary Oldman yes. kills it. Not only Gary Oldman, but also Ben McKenzie. He was fantastic. Oh, Ben McKenzie was good. He had an amazing arc as Jim Gordon. Okay, wait. Can we talk about this one thing that I think nobody ever talks about? Okay. Ever. Is it that the that Billy Williams is uh, not two-faced in this movie? <laughs> no, wait, I missed what he Jim said. said. He, he said Billy D. Williams is not two-faced. Oh, oh my god! god. Okay. Where's Billy D. Williams? That makes me super mad. 
Thank you, Jim, for saying that because it makes me super mad. I would have loved to see Billy Dee Williams do Two Face. I think he would have been amazing. He Not that have. I don't love Tommy Lee Jones because so, I love Tommy Lee Jones. In the Lego Batman movie, it is Billy Dee Williams. It Billy is Billy Dee Williams. Joker said mean stuff to us. <laughs> But no, what I was gonna say was... That the Batwing has a submarine No! Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, okay. So, Batman... The second time you said that. When you see him with the, the mask on, you can tell that, just like the Riddler does, there's black eyeliner. Yes. Oh, and when he takes it off... And when he takes it the off, there's gone. no eyeliner. That's always a thing. That yeah. Every makes version of Batman. me yes. insane. I think it would look cool if he had it on. I think it would too, but <laughs> he looked ridiculous. Then they would be like Bruce Wayne. Why are you wearing all of that eyeliner? And he'd be like, "Look, I'm goth today. I like the, it's a thing I'm the, doing." The version like, it would the best. Gotham, isn't yeah, it? <laughs> Gotham. There's a scene, right? Thank you, Jim. There's Thank a scene you. in the Dark Knight where Christian Bale's in his penthouse, and the suit is like all over the floor, and he's sitting in the chair, and he's really distraught. And I think if he had the makeup on there, it would... That would be amazing. It would be really, like, compelling. It would just, it? I, yeah. <laughs> I, it would be compelling. It just, it pisses me off because there's a lot of times where he goes just really quickly. just magically disappears? Yeah, well, no. Like, it's, not just, it's not just that it disappears. It gets on it. Like, when he's in the car and putting on the suit, where does the eyeliner come from? <laughs> where did he hide that? There's, little... he, there's no way he did the no, eyeliner no, in the car. No way. There's little airbrushes. Sorry. That, I'm sorry. Turn on. If you've ever done your makeup in your car, which I have, you're not doing eyeliner. You're not. It's not a thing you're going to do. Another female perspective on poor Gun and Junkie's bug. That is one of those weird little things Dude, maybe that annoys has, the shit out of me. He has like a sticker that he, he just puts doesn't. on. He doesn't. It's pulls eyeliner off. and you can tell it's eyeliner. <laughs> He's got um, like rich people stuff. <laughs> Listen. Is that a thing rich people they put on matter. eyeliner like rich people don't get to put on eyeliner any want. easier than anybody else. Eyeliner is eyeliner and it's okay. a pain in the ass. J- Jim, I, d- I don't know what your experience was <laughs> as as when you in your Riddler costume. Uh when I wore my Riddler costume, I did put on the the black eye makeup and uh the next day I my friend picked me up and we went to the gym and I texted him ahead of time and I was like Hey, don't make fun of me. I'm not wearing eyeliner. It's just residual black makeup over my eye because it takes a, it takes a couple days for it to yeah, go. Yeah, welcome away. to being a girl. Uh, this welcome. is exactly why I didn't wear a mask. I wore the glasses from the show Gotham. Oh, that's right. That's, that's right. You awesome. did. You did. Okay. That's that was awesome. That was a good. You you were smarter than I was then, but. <laughs> um, but that yeah, did happen to me after every theater show in high school, where I'd come to class and I'd still have a little and people would be like Jesse why are you wearing makeup and I'm like it's from the show <laughs> yeah that was that was back when people would just be like oh you look gay you know and nobody does that anymore I think I hope not um, I hope not. but yeah that was that was how it was back then um and the friend who picked me up for the gym he was he's a little bit like that macho-esque guy so I had to clarify ahead of time. Although he thought it was very funny, so at least there was that. Um, but, you know, so here we go. The, we're getting to the climax of the movie here, where Batman gets to wear this completely badass suit. And that ridiculous, like, <laughs> the, the island is hollow. It rises, and there's, like, a chamber that goes into the ground. 
And he's it's got the rocket much. boots. It's a little much. It's, I mean, the Riddler is very extra uh, in this movie. Oh, he is so, oh, especially in this suit. <laughs> this, oh, my God. This it's outfit so is pretty cool. drag what, what queen. Not, not I'm the, sorry, but this is the most drag queen outfit He's the Riddler. Ever. No, I mean, I Riddler. love it. He's the I absolutely love it. I mean, that wig, the mask with the little teardrop thingy. I the do love that, yes. It is so drag yeah, queen. It's a little Cruella de Vil. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's a little Ace Ventura. When it's your call. Absolutely Ace Ventura. It's funny. It absolutely is. He, I love it. I love everything about it. I think, it, you know, everybody is in their... Uh, uh. In their Sunday best for the, yeah, for <laughs> the, the climax of the yeah. film. The killing of Batman. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, you gotta look good. Two faces were in the same. <laughs> I mean. Well, he had his Sunday best when he murdered Dick Grayson's parents. Oh. <laughs> so. He did. I mean, he was there for Batman, so it makes sense. I, I will say that um, that's that's the only thing that's slightly upsetting to me as a, as a big Two-Face fan is that this is very much Riddler's movie. And I always thought about that. Like, even the posters for the movie had the Batman symbol with, with the, question the, the question mark. Um, and I always felt like Two-Face Aww, didn't get... the poor Two-Face. Two-Face didn't get a lot to do in this. But then again, he also doesn't get a lot to do in The Dark Knight. But I will say that The Dark Knight is my favorite Two-Face story ever it's told. It's so good. Um, it's so it, good. And I mean that in throughout any medium, comics or animation, film, whatever. Um, but I, it's funny watching this and thinking... How, you know, Jim, you said earlier, Jim Carrey is very campy, over the top, just like Frank Gorshin was back in the 60s. And that obviously fits with Jim Carrey. Um, And I, you know, in the animated series went the other way and played the Riddler very straight. uh, Yeah, like cold, calculated. Yeah. And and it's interesting, the same way I, I was talking about how the different versions of Batman work, I think the different versions of the Riddler work too. Um, you can have that kind of zaniness that Jim Carrey, Frank Gorshin, uh, but you can also have that cold calculating, you know, like, uh, like in Gotham, you know, uh, exactly. oh, yeah. Corey Michael Smith. I, I thought he was brilliant. I as, love the rendition in the Arkham games where he's just so obsessed. He thinks he's smarter. And then you as the player get to outsmart him. Every, every time you figure out one of the riddles, he just gets so he gets angry. More, and more upset. Yeah. It's uh, very narcissistic. Uh, oh, totally. There's there's a really great uh, Batman comic. It's called Batman Earth One, written by Jeff Johns, where the the Riddler is the main antagonist in that one, and he does the same thing where he he has he sets up all these traps for people, and uh, and he says if you figure out my riddle, you'll live, and uh, and he does it to Batman where uh, he says if you figure out my riddle, you'll. Um, yeah, then I won't blow up this train. And so he says, the, I don't remember what the riddle was exactly, but he says it, and Batman's like, and this is a very inexperienced, like, year one and a half Batman. He's like, wait, wait, hold on. And then the Riddler's like, oh, time's running out. And then Batman goes, he's like, oh, this is the answer. I know the answer. And there's a shot of the Riddler, and he just looks so pissed off. And Batman's like, I did it, so you can't blow up the train. I figured out your riddle. And then Riddler blows up the train anyway. That's so Riddler. And, uh, so Riddler. And then, like, Batman's, like, again, like, year one and a half Batman. He's talking to Jim Gordon, and he's like... He's like, they don't play fair. <laughs> he's, like he, he's like, he's oh, they, were, they, were, they were mean. Well, because <laughs> he's not Two-Face. He doesn't have to abide by the coin. W- right. Yeah. But, he but can in, do whatever he wants. But in that version, you know, 
Um, but when Batman goes to Gordon, he says, you know, we can't trust him when he says that he's going to save people or he's going to spare them. He's not going to. Like, we have to stop him. We have to find him. Um, because up until then, they had no reason to think that he wouldn't not kill anybody because nobody had ever figured out the riddle, you know? Um, so it was really interesting. And, um, and I'm thinking again of uh, Scott Snyder, who's written some of the absolute best Batman comics of the past, you know, however, you know, 80 years Batman's been around. He did, uh, he said, my favorite villain has always been the Riddler, and I never understood why nobody used him in more stories. And then I wrote him as the villain in my story, and all I could think was like, it's this really, exhausting. it's really hard to come up with riddles. <laughs> um, so it's uh, kind of, uh, so it's interesting to think of it in that way, um, that it's, for as great as a character he is, he works best sparingly, you know, um, which is why I think it's great that we haven't seen him in so long. Uh, this was the last time we well, saw him. We're in for a delight. <laughs> yeah, it's coming in the new one. The, the new the new film will have uh, Paul Dano playing um, playing the Riddler. Um, that'll which, be interesting. Yeah, so that'll be. I'm a, really excited. It'll be a totally different version of the Riddler. Um, Jim, have you seen Paul Dano in anything? I haven't, so I'm super intrigued to see how he does. I've seen him in like in two things, two completely different things. One is uh, The Girl Next Door, <laughs> and the other is uh, Prisoners, uh, with Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, and you wouldn't know it was the same guy. These are two completely different characters. So I'm, I'm confident that he'll have a, uh, a really remarkable performance to give us um, come next year when uh, The Batman comes out. Um, and, and speaking of The Batman... Uh, we'll start with you, Jim. What are you looking forward to with The Batman coming out next year? Oh, man. Uh, another well, loaded question. Because he's my favorite villain. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> I'm super intrigued to see another Batman movie with, with the Riddler in it. Mm -hmm. um, the combination of seeing the Riddler and the Penguin again ever since the, the 1960s Adam West series, that... that sounds like it'd be a lot of fun as long as it's done correctly yes um and a lot of people are shooting down robert pattison as the batman already kind of like they did with heath ledger and the joker sure. nobody thinks he's gonna be he was able to pull it off and then when he when they already saw the dark knight they're like oh my god he's the greatest joker ever you know if that you know that's your opinion um so i'm curious to see if robert pattison can pull off the batman in the same way that heath ledger pulled off the joker I I totally agree. I think from what I've seen, from what, shaking. I, I, I don't. If you've seen anything Robert Pattinson has done since the Twilight films, like he has serious acting chops, and he will do really well as Batman. And I I think you, from because Twilight is absolute trash, garbage. Oh thank you, and nobody God. Can ever watch it? Because yes, it's garbage. <laughs> it is. The stories are thank garbage. You. And I'm allowed to say that because I have a degree in English, and I'm allowed to judge things. But that's like <laughs> the the what he's what just I the actor. right. But what I sure. can say is I can judge him going back to Harry Potter, where he was oh, Cedric yeah. Diggory, and he good. was fantastic. And that was the first time I'd ever seen Robert Pattinson in anything, and I thought he did a phenomenal job with a very very important character who 
who dies at the end of the movie, Spoiler. and it's this. Oh, please it's, get it's out! It's been out for get like out. twenty years. <laughs> he dies, and it's it's a huge, huge moment in that movie, and he he's phenomenal in the movie. Yeah, and I I absolutely did not see any of the Twilight movies, and I'm not going to. But oh, I'm sure he was great as what as the character. I'm sure he was wonderful. I have no qualms about him playing Batman. Be great. I think he will do a phenomenal job. He is an excellent actor, and as long as the part is written well, I think he will act it well. I I hundred percent agree. Uh, going back to this movie real quick, uh, another fun fact: this is the first time we see Arkham Asylum in any of the Batman movies. Um, Love it. Which is, and it looks so cool and it's creepy. It's so crazy looking. And in this this scene at the end of the film, with the I am Batman, you know, with with Jim Carrey, I think is is so creepy. Like he just, you just terrified. You feel so uneasy at the end of it, um, and I really enjoy that about it. Um, but yeah, it's I, I'm very excited for you know the Batman next year. You know, I mean, you all know me. Like I've said a hundred times i'm anything batman i'm just about you know game for um and uh you know we've said this several times throughout the podcast that batman is so open to interpretation and they're all valid in their own way these characters are all valid in their own way and i'm i'm confident in saying that you know, when the Batman comes out, it'll be a completely different movie from Batman Forever, you know. <laughs> um, it, it, You know, it's already, uh, and I've said this before, you know, in episodes, you know, I talked to Adele about Catwoman, I talked to Jesse about Catwoman, um, that we're, and, and you know, the, the Batman movie coming out, it's just very, it looks almost more realistic than Nolan in the in the original film or his, his films excuse me um I mean from the pictures maybe we have to we don't know I love we don't, this shot. We don't know I love much this, shot. this this last shot I love this of shot. Batman and Robin running past the bat signal is I absolutely love it if you're not cheering at the end of it well then you're a piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> yes there's there is that um but yeah I think it's like it's almost a law. You have to end the Batman movies with the bats, the bat signal. I think, except for the last few that didn't end it that oh. way. <laughs> can, and can we end on the great soundtrack of this movie? Yes. This, okay. Thank you. Um, you two. Everyone feels that way except for JJ. No. Needs everything. No. God, oh my goodness. This is great music, man. It's so I, good. I will clarify. What I said is that I love the music in the movie. Kiss from a Rose is iconic. He never um, said that. I didn't say he, that. He did say that. I said the music is he iconic. He said the music's good, but he didn't like the score. I don't like the score. I love... Because nothing tops Danny Elfman for me. I think the score in this movie is great. I and I think it. the music's great. I think, love the music. I think the music is great. I do well, not care so, for the score. It's just so 90s, and it fits the movie perfectly. Yeah. It just fits yeah. it. It just Flaming fits Lips, it. U2, uh, Seal. Uh, yeah. Come on. Think, Get out. I think so The Offspring good. has a song in it, too. Good. Mom has a song in it. She probably does. She might. <laughs> um, well, you know, despite everybody 
ganging up on me at the end of this. Thanks for not doing that, Jim. Uh, you're invited back. Nobody else. Um, um, Jesse's like, I live here. I'm always invited. That, that is true. Often when somebody cancels hey, last you minute. Hey, you podcast? <laughs> well, I have stuff to say. Well, t- twice now I've gone to Jesse and said, hey, uh, do you want to do a podcast? Sure. Tonight? Okay. <laughs> so, it's, I mean, if it's uh, something I like talking about. For well, sure. you know, there is that. You know, I wouldn't be like, hey, man, do you want to talk about, like, Buffy? Because I don't think you'd get too much I mean, enjoyment Buffy's, out of that. I've never I seen like Buffy. Buffy. you never, never seen Buffy? I've never seen any of it. Oh, my goodness. Never. Not even one no. episode. I know. Buffy's great. Anyway. Anyway. Um, well, this, you know, so, again, you know, we went through the entire movie, um, which I didn't plan on doing, but this is the second time it happened, uh... But I'm very excited. This, this is one of the all-time greats in terms of Batman stories in general, um, and I'm glad that we were all able to get together, even with Jim virtually, um, and talk about this. Um, you know, because it's you know th- for the three of you, it's your favorite of the uh, original Batman movies or all Batman movies, um, and I think you know it. It definitely it holds up after all these years. It's it, you know. It's still a lot of fun to watch. Oh, it's I I just watched it maybe last week or the week before. Mm-hmm. Just literally a couple weeks ago, um, we had decided, well, let's watch you know the Batman movies, and by that we meant the first three. And so that's <laughs> that's what we watched. But watching it again, is such an iconic movie. Even my son loves to watch it. That's like his favorite movie now. Oh, that's yeah. awesome! When, that's how, great. When he's, and he's four. Oh. That's that's when he lovely. Says, you know, I want to watch Batman. That's the one he's referring to. Oh, right. that's awesome. Jim, you're doing parenting right. Yes. <laughs> my, my, crushing uh, it, crushing it. My my nephews were the same way when they were younger. I showed them Batman Forever, and they were just bouncing off the walls, so excited because it's like they were a little too young for like the Nolan ones. Um, but I was like Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. I think they're they're the perfect age to really be able to gobble it up and and just fall in love with it the way I did uh, when I was a kid. I mean, they were younger than I was. Um, but, you know, I mean, these there's a reason that these characters... I mean, Batman, at this uh, as of this recording, is 81 years old. Well, that's terrible. So, <laughs> I mean, it, there's a reason that the, he's lasted as long as he has, you know, um, and that the four of us can get together and say, you know, let's talk about Batman forever because it's such an iconic film and such a big part of our childhoods. Um but, Batman is forever. Batman is forever. Thank you, Jim. I love it. <laughs> well, folks, uh, this has been an absolute pleasure. I'm so glad we all got together. We could do this. Um, you know, Jesse obviously comes on the show quite often. Adele, you're welcome anytime, I of know. course. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and Jim, this was great. I hope you had a good time. I hope you'll want to join us again for a future episode. I would love to. That'd be great. Yeah. I, I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah. As soon as uh, the studio reopens, you know, maybe by 2022, by then maybe we'll do the 25th of Batman and Robin. Uh, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll get back in and do a, an episode proper. And we'll have a uh, lot of nice. things to say. <laughs> That's true. Um, but anyway, so, uh, so thanks again, everybody, for joining us today. This was a lot of fun. And, um, and we're going to sign off here. And I will say... That just like Batman, who cho- Bruce Wayne, who chooses to be Batman, everyone out there, we ask you, please, choose to be your best self. 
Nobody likes that one. I'm getting I'm getting eye rolls. I, I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> All right, no, well. I thought you were going to say everybody wear a mask. But that. Wear a mask. <laughs> All right, well. I was going to say. I will always give you Can I persuade you to take a sandwich with you, sir? <laughs> Let's, okay, we'll end it on Chicks Dig the Car. All right. Yes. Oh, yes. That's real. Chicks Dig the Car. Chicks we'll, Dig the Car. We'll see you later, folks. Have a good day. <laughs> Bye-bye.